Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. It's Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Mark, uh, Mark Cox right there. I'm Bo Matthews, and uh, Ethan is our executive producer filling in. Mark, I finally traveled. I never travel. Where did you go, I finally, Bo? Where'd you go? I went to I went to Uranus okay. on my way to Branson. Best fudge <laughs> is in Uranus. Dude, I saw a that sign place, for that. Have you ever been in? I have. It is so funny and fun, <laughs> and there were so many people. We actually went there on the way back, and their fudge is phenomenal, by the way, uh, from Uranus. Uh, but I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna just plug it because it's iconic. It's a genius idea. They've got to be killing it online sales. But you walk in. The, first of all, the first thing I noticed because my daughter uh, went through basic training at Fort Leonard Wood. It's right near there, so there was yeah. a bunch of military with their families and all that stuff. But we walk in, and of course, it's just everything you imagine it to be. It was and, so and, fun. And the puns uh, are everywhere oh, on every and, item in the store. I probably yeah. would get flagged from the FCC <laughs> if I did any any of them, but you got to go in there. Exactly. Um, but we finally went down to Branson, and it had been many years. And so we went down there, got a hotel, went to a, a magic show. Then we went to Queen Esther uh, at the Sight and Sound Theater. All right. I was surprised that it was such a ghost town because it was like a Monday through Wednesday thing. Oh, And yeah. it was... It was a ghost town in town, of course, the first week. A lot of kids are back to school, so it was nice and quiet. But it's so old school. I just, I was just so shocked. Uh, but, man, Queen Esther packed it with, like, 2,000 people in the audience. So if you've never seen the show, travel to Branson and uh, go check it out. It I fantastic. have not. You didn't go to the Dolly Parton show you were down there? Come on. The Dixie no, Stampede? No, you know, the... You know what? They don't even call it the Dixie Stampede anymore. They don't? Oh, it's not. They can't use the word Dixie, can they? Because right. that might offend get, some I, snowflake. I I guess. What do they uh, call they it? Want to the, feed everybody. the Parton Stampede? You eat the Dolly Parton hands. Stampede. Yeah, Dolly Parton Stampede. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea. 
No yep, more Dixie Chicks, no more Dixie Stampede. What in the world is going on? And I'll be honest with you, I hadn't been to a Golden Corral in a long time, oh, and we yeah. went there the first night. I ruined myself for the rest of the trip. I'm sure. Strap the feedback <laughs> on at the Golden Corral. Man, that's that. But, that's great. Uh, so <laughs> here's the crazy thing. Um, so the Bald Knobbers is a famous show that's been down there for years, sure, right? Sure, sure. Five million tickets sold or whatever. I didn't know what the Bald Knobbers was. <laughs> Do you know what they are? I thought it was a family I know what name. They are. And uh, my friend Matt Chambers, the meteorologist over at Channel Four, does a love that guy. Great, he does a great imitation of the bald numbers. Put a ball cap on him, and he looks just like one of them. <clears throat> oh no 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 no! You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. What don't I know? <clears throat> okay, I thought the bald numbers. I've been hearing the name for years. Billboards yeah. everywhere as you go down there. I thought it was a family name. It was actually a group of vigil- vigilantes in the Ozark region in southwestern Missouri from 80, 1885 to 1889. Okay. And they but have, now they're a mystical they have these, group. Uh, uh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, the true thing, it's, I mean, as a matter of fact, they're commonly depicted wearing black horned hoods <laughs> with white outlines of their face. It's horrifying. I mean, I did some dig- digging and research on it. I was like, this is crazy because... You think ball dobbers? We're going to the ball dobber show. It, it, look at the background. That's all I'm saying. Just look at the background. <laughs> but that's not what it is on stage, right? They're still playing music and having a good time. I'm not one of the five million tickets sold. Oh, I never you, went. I, thought I don't you know. Said you went when you were down there. Okay. All right. Oh, no, I I, I we did, we went to a magic show and then we went to uh, <laughs> Queen Esther. But anyway. And for all of our listeners, maybe in the sound of our voice, ever in Southern Illinois or somewhere, and you haven't been down I-44 toward Branson, that's where Uranus is. In case you're wondering, there's a little town called Uranus, Missouri. For some reason, I feel like we need to explain that to some people who might not have been to Uranus. (laughs) Don't you? See, I just... I'm, I feel like I'm seven years old when I talk about I it. I know, you do. When you walk in there, everything in there is is some pun related to that. There's no way around 100%. It. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, so I pick out, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna buy one small box of fudge with four pieces in it, right? right. So I get that. Right. And after, after you look at, of course, all of the T-shirts and, you know, the memorabilia and stuff, it's so funny. Uh, like they had the, the, the T-shirt that is called the Fudge Packers Union. And, and yeah. I, I was yeah. just like, oh. You if, can, if the you alphabet can, uh, community isn't either the alphabet community is behind it or they i'm surprised they're not protesting it and i hope they never do because can, it's funny bo you can shoot in uranus did you know that <laughs> no, you, you can, can. You, there's you a shooting about? range attached to it on the back side oh. there's a gun range attached to that store we are sending them an invoice for all this marketing they're getting saying, on this show. I'm just saying, I mean, it's, it, it's, if you, it's something you got to do once in your life if you're driving down uh, I-44. Plus, the, the, the candy is good. So, I mean, you're, 100%. you get something it, it good It was so out of funny. It. Absolutely. And actually, we've been back uh, over a week, and we still have some of the food. We're just, like, taking little slivers of fudge. <laughs> anyway, uh, the terrain of Branson is, is so crazy. Uh, if you think we're hilly around the Midwest in St. Louis and around – Go to Branson if you hadn't been in a long time. It's it's beautiful country. T- Table uh, Rock sure. Lake is just beautiful, and and you know some parts of it are getting a little busier during the summer than they used to sure. be, and but but not anything like the Lake of the Ozarks. It's still uh, pristine compared to that. Um, and I, I I love going down there. I I 
Yeah. I, I don't usually go to the Strip. We try to avoid that. I think the last time we went to the Strip, we went to the Titanic exhibit. Did you go by by that? Yeah, we, we drove by it. I'm thinking, okay, so just about a quarter mile down the road from there, there's like a plane crash exhibit yes. or something. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what is it with these tragedies that they're, they're featuring? It's cheesy, but it's Branson. And, you you know, there's some good restaurants down there to eat in, and it's good. I'm glad, glad you had a good vacation. It was Well, let's not call it. It was two nights. It was two nights away. I'm just a horrible vacation planner, no, but anyway. No, glad to hear it. So coming up uh, coming up on the show today, uh, because it is the Second Amendment uh, show in the great outdoors, we are going to talk a little bit about both. Uh, there are some changes coming up if you are a deer hunter in the state of Missouri, and I think you're going to like some of those changes, but we wanted to make sure that, that you were informed. Now, my friend Bo sent me a picture the other day of a big old buck right down by his property, just kind of looking at him, and then it kind of wandered off, and I'm thinking, well, I don't have to go very far to deer hunt this year because Bo's already <laughs> pointing out where the big ones are, right? Well, I'm, I'm showing you what my wife is protecting. That's oh, what I'm showing you. Oh, I see. She's the warden. That's <laughs> kind of cruel there, buddy. Um, <laughs> well, no, I'm just I'll keep the images coming, and I'm still fattening them up, so just so you know. <laughs> Yeah, you're anyway, uh, yeah, thank you. So if you're in Missouri, there there are going to be some changes. You get to hunt a little earlier if you're if you're a gun hunter. Uh, they're adding a, a week for that, which is going to be good. But there are also some some um, uh, some more chronic wasting disease check in counties that are going to be added. So we'll get an update on all of that from uh, Dan Zarlinga. And yeah, then we'll- and uh, I was just going to say that I saw the first article I saw, the Epoch Times had the Biden administration proposing a rule that would essentially classify any American who sells guns as a firearms dealer. Uh, what is this? The Middle East? Who am I? <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you. I mean, when you hear that term, that's a little frightening. It is, and uh, we'll check in with uh, with my friend John Henderson. He runs a gun store. He runs a range. He knows all about these background checks and what's needed and, and what's not. Uh, basically, the key is you shouldn't lie on them like Hunter Biden did, and then you won't have any problems. But uh, they, they work as, as advertised. And uh, we're going to get the latest on both of those stories for you today right here on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. We'll be back in just a minute. about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Welcome back uh, in here today alongside uh, Bo Matthews, of course, and uh, Ethan Bright, who is in this week for the vacationing Carl Middleman, uh, who went, who left us for a better place, Hawaii. How about that? I did finally get a picture from him. Uh, just too. one. You, <laughs> you. Well, no, uh, did you get more than one? Because I, I just got one. I got one the other day from Carl in front of the. Arizona Memorial out there, a USS Arizona Memorial with a, a rainbow had formed yeah. over it. I guess it had been raining, and um, that was pretty cool. So, and then the one you and I got with him in front of Trump Tower somewhere in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. <laughs> that, that. That's the one I got. Uh, Very but, true. You know, good for him. Everybody yeah. needs a break. Uh, Lord knows you're the king of breaks. <laughs> well, thank you. This, this year, that has certainly <laughs> been true, for sure. You know, this good. week uh, in the news, of course, is the story about an indictment that's probably looming from a grand jury for Hunter Biden regarding uh, him lying on a form 4473, right? Um, Where it asked if you are taking any illicit drugs and he answered no, which was a flat out lie because we know he was a drug addict at the time he bought this handgun. It's, it's documented from his, his, his uh, computer, his laptop, there are pictures, everything. Um, so the plea deal fell through, and now the prosecutors announced that they have a deadline of like the 23rd, I think, of September to try to go to a grand jury and get an indictment on this. So that's going to be interesting. The, but the other side of this is Joe Biden's all worried about background checks. and His own son lied on one, but he's now trying to kind of go through the ATF like the back door to get around Congress and and stiffen requirements for background checks. Did you hear about that? I did. I, I did. I've been keeping up on it uh, because I'm on this little radio show called Second Amendment Radio oh, on the Great yeah, Outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. I, no. It, it, you know, here's the thing: we're all distracted by so many things in this world, Mark, and you don't know unless you're listening to a show like this where, where you're understanding. Oh, the sparkle is over here, but the the knife is over here. And that's why we want to keep people on top of things. <laughs> yeah, very much. So, so I wanted to find out based based on these regulations, what what they're trying to do is make it, I believe, illegal that if you wanted to give a gun or sell a gun to your son, for example, yep. or your grandpa wanted to give it to his grandchild, uh, they don't want that to happen without a background check, even though it's already illegal to give a gun to somebody who can't legally own it. But law that doesn't seem to matter to the, to these people on the left. So I want to get to the bottom of this. Who does it? Who are they targeting? People who already have a federal firearms license. Well, that would be like our friends at the range. So I wanted to ask exactly uh, what this was all about. John Henderson. John, welcome back. Good morning, Mark. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's always great to have you on here, my friend. We we appreciate your support of the program. Uh, I saw this story last week that I, I wanted to ask somebody about who who happens to have a, a FFL, a firearms license, and that is the Biden administration 
claiming that they're going to institute a rule that would require more firearms dealers to run background checks. I thought federal firearms dealers already had to run background checks. I, I'm, I'm really confused about how he's trying to just sort of do an end run here. Well, it's really it's really not about making existing firearms dealers, FFL dealers, run more background checks. Every firearm that we transfer or sell has to have a background check done on it, period. And this even includes federal law enforcement officers, FBI, ATF. It doesn't matter who it is. You have to go through a background check to to personally buy a firearm. What he's really doing is redefining who is a dealer. So the current law requires that if you're a dealer in firearms, that you have to have a federal firearms license in order to do that. And there was a definition over there of what a dealer was. Uh, I mean, it was a basically you were in business to try to make a living buying and selling guns, right. terms. I don't have the exact verbiage in front of me. But the what they're wanting to do is redefine that. So if you sell a gun in the course of a year, and make a profit, you are now a dealer, which now puts you in the camp of having illegally sold a firearm, which is a felony and, you know, it's 10, 20 years in prison. It's all kinds of issues. So basically they're trying to make it so that if you wanted to sell a firearm to your son or to a friend or someone, someone known to you that is a good guy, that you as a private citizen couldn't do that. And you couldn't do it and make a profit. That That's uh, amazing. So, it's just basically it's they want every firearm sale to have to go through a dealer. And because there's, you know, it's, it's just a backdoor way of trying to continue to register firearms. Yeah, this is the, what they often refer to as the gun show loophole, right? Yes, but here's the thing. There is no gun show loophole. Right. So if you go to a gun show and there's a guy there who is just a private individual who's trying to sell a, a firearm, um, that and that's just one guy trying to sell a firearm. It's no different than you buying it from your neighbor. As long as you're a good guy and he's a good guy, it's already illegal to sell a gun to a guy that you know is a bad guy. It's already illegal. All the firearms you see at the tables, all the FFL dealers there, they already have FFL licenses. They're already running background checks while you stand there and wait at the gun show. So the majority of guns bought and sold at a gun show are already going through a background check, just like the majority every day do. So it's it's a fallacy. It's it's a it's an argument that isn't going to do anything to affect crime or anything else. It's just trying to make it harder for the average law-abiding citizen, which is every virtually everything they do when it comes to gun control, make it harder for the average person. Yeah, and I agree. And you know they're cracking down on these so-called ghost guns. Um, they've they've tried to do that as well. And I've made the point here before that. You know, I've, I've got a few uh, guns before I lost them all in that boating accident. I, I would not know how to buy a gun and assemble it. I mean, I I'm a, I love guns, but you have to have a certain skill set, don't you, and certain tools to to put together a firearm? Um, you would. I mean, when you buy an 80% receiver and you were going to do that yourself back when, when you could do that before yeah. they made that illegal, um, it just took a, it took a certain amount of mechanical skill. Not super difficult, but here's the thing, Mark. If you're if you are building your own guns for the purpose of selling them, that's already something you have to have a FFL for. And actually, it's a specific type of FFL. It's already illegal. Yes. If you're buying them and selling them on the street, already illegal. All the things they want to stop with these new laws and these new rules. And it's important to note. This new rule on making basically so that the 
universal background check, what they're calling it, but it's really about forcing everybody to go through a background check regardless of of where you you buy your firearm for. So, you know, you literally can't sell one to a family member mm-hmm. uh, without taking it to a gun shop and going to a background check. Uh, that is, it's already illegal if you're doing that for the purpose of making money and you're not an FFL or if you're selling them on the street. All these things are already illegal. Yeah. They just want to make the average person's life more difficult. And ultimately, I think they want to make sure that they know as much as possible where every single firearm in this country is because their ultimate goal, and you can go and, and read the White House fact sheet on it. You can read, I mean, there's just there's thousands of documents and statements out there by gun control advocates. What they really ultimately want is they want to take the guns away from the average person. That's yep. their goal. That's... And it's just they've just taken a long-term approach to it. What they can't do through legislation, they're trying to do through rulemaking, which is what this latest uh, proposal is. It's a great point. John Henderson, my guest from the Range St. Louis West, uh, 14803 Manchester Road out in Baldwin. And I do want to announce, you've, you've probably heard me talking about it already, on the 23rd of this month, you're having a customer appreciation day. I'm going to be out there from at least 10 to noon that day. Uh, it's always a great time, John. What do you got going on that day? So uh, it's we do this every year. So it's a small carnival-like event. We have tons of specials, uh, giveaways. Uh, so we're going to have Hornady, Desert Tech, Leopold, Crossbreed, Vertex, Proper, First Form. Uh, lots of people, lots of different uh, vendors there. Gun Owners of America is going to be here to help answer some of your questions about these things that are going on in the uh, Second Amendment legal world. Uh, we're having a drawing for Glock 45. We're donating food for Four Sister Food. So every time you drop off a canned good or any type of uh, toiletry item, you're going to get a ticket for to register for the drawing for the Glock 45. Um, and then, again, the funny games and then this radio personality, I think you mentioned, that's going to be out there. So <laughs> We're looking forward to that. I did hear a rumor that you're going to be in the dunking booth uh, this year. Is that correct? So that's a nasty rumor that comes up every single year. I don't know how that happens, but yes, that's, uh, that rumor is out there. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. Uh, John, I'll look forward to seeing you on the uh, 23rd out at the range. I appreciate you, my friend. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Mark. Yeah, we'll talk again soon. John Henderson, uh, uh, owner, uh, general manager at the Range St. Louis West out there. Fantastic place. So, again, I, I hope everyone can show up at the range on the 23rd. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm hoping that we get a big crowd out there. It's almost, a, you heard John, like a carnival-like atmosphere. There's going to be a dunking booth and things for the kids, and you can win some swag. And they got all those representatives uh, from the um, different gun manufacturers will be there. They get a chance to win a handgun if you're in on the raffle, if you donate food. Uh, so, new, new, 10 to noon that day, the 23rd, I'll be at the range Bo Matthews, I think you should make an appearance. It, absolutely. Uh, no, I, I love the place. And for people that have never seen it or been to it, it is an impressive uh, place uh, for you know gun needs and the gun range itself. That's why they call it the range. Uh, but I'd love to see the, the parking lot filled up with a bunch of people. I think that'll happen. It happened last year. Yeah, good stuff. All right, well, we've got more of Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Deer Hunters, unite. There's a big change going on at the Missouri Department of Conservation. We're going to talk to Dan Zarlenga about those changes coming up next, so stay right there.
dancing in water waking House ain't cold, my phone ain't ringing Didn't even say that he was leaving Oh, it must be hunting season I can shop online, drink all the wine Binge the whole season of The Real Housewives it is Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors alongside Mark Cox. I'm Bo Matthews and uh, our executive producer this week, Ethan, doing a fine job, by the way. This segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory. They had a great, significant event uh, just a couple of weeks ago and want to thank everybody who came out to that uh, significant event. Whatever firearms you were looking for, your gun concierge is Razorback Armory on Manchester Road. Find them at RazorbackArmory.com and I might run into you at the store. What a great crew over there brad and jesse doing a great job yeah all right this uh, they are they are fan you know what i love all gun people oh, yeah, i really do absolutely ted Nug- ted nugent to <laughs> the guys here in st louis um so we welcome in dan zarlenga from uh, the missouri department of conservation because if you're a deer hunter and uh you are getting ready for this year you need to know that there's been some regulation changes and that's why we always bring in dan our expert on missouri deer hunting welcome to the show sir how are you Good. How are you guys doing this morning? Yeah, good. Do, do, Welcome back. Doing great. Good to have you back, Dan. You know, I I saw uh, this article just the other day regarding some I don't know I'd call them fairly significant changes for the upcoming uh, deer hunting season, and we thought till we get you back on here to talk about a few of those. Yeah, I mean, we actually do have some pretty uh, significant changes uh, this year, and uh, they're kind of going in the direction of liberalizing things a bit by adding some additional uh, opportunities for hunters to harvest deer. And just kind of a quick overview of the changes, we, and this is, this is totally new. We've added an early antlerless portion starting October 6th through the 8th in uh, 100 counties in the state. So that gives, that's you know, quite a bit early for firearms hunting. So that gives folks a, an opportunity to uh, harvest an antlerless deer. Then we've also... On the kind of the back end of our uh, regular firearms portion in November, we've added an additional CWD management zone portion that runs from November 22nd to the 26th, and that gives hunters an opportunity to do some more hunting in our CWD management zone counties. So that's more opportunities there. And then we've also expanded the antlerless permit numbers in, in uh, many of our counties. So. Those are some things that uh, kind of give hunters more of an opportunity um, to hunt. And we do have some reasons for doing that. Um, and w- some of the main reasons we have for doing that are we did have to expand our CWD management zone counties by 14 counties this year okay. based on findings from uh, last season, some additional positives. So so, so pause uh, there for a second, if you don't mind, Dan. But for, for So there may be people going out to hunt this year in counties that – have have not been part of that uh, waste wasting chronic wasting checks before, so people really need to do a little bit of homework to find out whether or not their county's been added to it. Well, basically, yeah. So th- you can find that on our website. We've got mm-hmm. a list of all the counties and a map with all the counties. So basically, though, uh, all the CWD management zone counties that are within that zone, that November twenty second to the twenty sixth uh, edition. Uh, is good for. So basically any counties in that management zone. 
Okay, good. I, I, so, I just because in, clearly in testing last year they found enough reason to suspect it has spread. Is that the problem? Well, yes, it has spread. So okay. we've had uh, it's it's been detected in fourteen additional counties. So we've uh, we've added Dallas to the CWD management zone counties. Now it is expanding, obviously. However, I need to stress here that in all the counties where it has been detected, we are at less than 1% detection rate. So it's extremely low prevalence. There is one around St. Genevieve where it got up to 1.3%, but it's extremely low uh, prevalence. So it's a little bit disheartening to see that it's spreading, but we're not totally surprised by that. But what we are encouraged by is the low prevalence, which means that our management strategies seem to be effective in keeping the disease at a low prevalence. Well, I think that's uh, that's great news. I'm uh, having a little technical difficulty here, boys. Sorry about that. Um, oh. So uh, what's another what's another aspect of these changes that are, are happening for this fall? Well, that's kind of the the main ones right there. You've got that new antlerless portion uh, for firearms, October sixth through the eighth. And the uh, these are the same counties that are open to antlerless portion, the normal antlerless portion in December. Then you've got the additional uh, November twenty second to the twenty sixth firearms uh, portion in the CWD management zone counties. And then we're also increasing the antlerless permit numbers as well. We've increased them. Uh, from two to four in 85 of our counties. So again, wow. to, to get the specifics on that, I'd recommend going to our site, or you can go to the 2023-24 uh, deer and fall deer turkey hunting pamphlet, which is available online or, or most any NDC office or permit retailer. So those are the main changes that we've made. And the other reason too, and this is you know encouraging, is our deer population is really healthy. And in and, and mm-hmm. most every county in the state, we are really good solid deer populations and we are pretty much right at the threshold of capacity carrying capacity for these counties so by uh you know opening up a little more opportunities for hunting um we're going to help keep those deer at those levels that are comfortable for the carrying capacity of the counties they're in so that's another reason we're doing this too so it's kind of a combined reason help control the spread of CWD because keeping the populations down is going to help control the spread of that disease. And then of course, we're going to help manage them since hunting is our main management tool for, you know, keeping their numbers in check. Yeah. It'll serve that purpose as well. So, so Dan Zernling, our guest from the Missouri department of conservation, the, do you, do you speculate that then that the, the harvest will be bigger this year because of this additional week that you're adding and that's obviously the goal i mean do you have a does the department have a target number in mind i'm not sure if we have a target number or not um but we are anticipating to have yield more harvest and um obviously we've added that antlerless portion there early in the season in october there and you know since uh, the Female deer are the ones that tend to have the fawns. You know, that's going to help, uh, you know, we're anticipating that help controlling that population growth and spread. So um, I don't have an exact target number of what we're expecting, but we are doing that in in the uh, hopes of seeing a higher harvest. And I suspect we will, because that will give just more opportunity for hunters out there to, you know, to get out there and, and hunt. And we've kind of tried to time it. You know, a timing is always kind of a balance. 
but we tried to time it uh, like that antlerless one where um, we the deer are starting to move in early October. They're starting to get into the beginning of the rut, but we find that most of our archery hunters, who will also be hunting at that same time, tend to favor later October more. So we're trying right. to, or mid to late October. So we're trying to time that where we're not hitting with the bulk of archery hunters, but we're still getting into that point where the deer are moving around and getting into that some of that rut behavior that will help hunters out. So that's okay. kind of how we, how we were trying to time it as far as that yeah, goes. Yeah, Dan, uh, so w- when a decision like this is made, is it a committee that does this? Is it voted on? Uh, is it data that you've been following for several years? And is this a one-off year? Will it go back to the old schedule uh, for hunting season next year? Yeah, so my crystal ball is a little cloudy there, so I don't know whether it's gonna uh, what's going to happen next year, and it may depend on how this year turns out. But I will say this: our regulations are always based on uh, on data that we get from our, our population studies and and uh, our the data we have with the CWD testing. Um, they do go through a regulation committee that uh, does decide on you know propose the regulations, I should say. They're usually put out for hunter or, or public feedback, and then their final sign-off is for our commission. Uh, our conservation uh, commission signs off on the final regulation and okays them. So it is a process. It's not just some one guy making a random decision. It's definitely a <laughs> that's process. What we're, that, that's what and I'm we'll picturing. That one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the office. One guy just one guy's making decision. the rules. <laughs> You know, Dan, it's not that simple. As somebody who's uh, hunted for a number of years in one of the counties uh, affected by the CWD rules, for people maybe who haven't, maybe refresh our memories of how that goes. It's isn't it the first two days of the of the regular hunting season when those stations are open and you're you're expected to come and check your deer. Yes, that's absolutely true. So during the uh, first two days, which will be this year, November 11th and 12th, a Saturday and Sunday, when uh, the season fire, November firearms, you acquire deer you CWD sampling station that list uh, in the county specified. So, um, again, that's something you would need to uh, rec- go to our uh, site or the fall deer turkey pamphlet, and it's got a map clearly delineated with colors of what counties you need to bring them in. So, uh, yes, you do need for those first two days. After that, you're not required to, but you certainly can bring your deer in at any point voluntarily. So if you want to bring, if you're an archery hunter and you get a deer on September 29th, you can bring it in uh, to one of our, not to one of these stations because they won't be active, but to one of our offices. We have a number of stations you can bring in or even just drop off the head. We have some freezers where you can drop off the head and fill out the paperwork and at any time you want. So we do encourage hunters, no matter when they get their deer, we will welcome their, them to bring them in to get tested because that's just more data for us, and that helps us. But hunters are required for those first two days of the November portion if they hunt in a CWD zone that's been specified for sampling to bring them in for sampling. Yeah, yeah. Is, it, uh, is it just me or, or are other people in other uh, counties seeing more roadkill of these big beautiful deer i was coming back uh from st louis skeet and trap and i saw a, a mama and a, and a baby on the side of the road and you you knew it was one accident but does it seem like it's more right now 
Yeah, that's tough to say. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any numbers on that uh, off the top of my head here. Um, and there's a lot of subjectivity to that, too. I mean, it, it's once you see one, you start to become more sensitive to it. You more notice it in other places. Could be oh, yeah. that that particular area you're driving through does have a maybe the deer population has been expanding there. Uh, it also depends on the time of year. One of the, again, one of the messages we like to get out to folks, you know, all, all folks, is anyone driving in these areas during anywhere near the rut season, especially, you know, October, November, uh, right. and maybe even later September in the early November, December, deer are moving around a lot more. And so there's just a lot more incidents of them crossing roads and more deer on more roads and more cars equal accidents, unfortunately, sometimes. Is, and is there anything we should be doing? Is there a number we should call when we see that? I, I, I always ask this question because I always have to refresh my memory. Do you call uh, law enforcement? Do you, who do you call and let them know, hey, you've got a, 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 a roadkill sitting here? Oh, you mean if you see a deer? Yeah, I would go ahead and call uh, either your uh, your local law enforcement, county sheriff, county, you know, uh, or your local police department, or your uh, county conservation agent, and, and let them know. And we do. There are contractors. Uh, like sometimes MoDOT has contractors that will remove those deer uh, and stuff like that. But you can notify that, and they and they can then pass that word along to to the contractors to to remove that. So, and and that's also a possibility. I guess you could call MoDOT too. Because they are a lot of times the ones doing the with the con, working with the contractors there. Yeah, well, it's it's shocking actually how fast time moves. I can't believe we're we're effectively uh, a month less than a month from when the initial season is going to open up for either bow hunters or uh, in this case a, a week of gun season. It, it's 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 upon us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, our bow hunters can go out there in about a week or so, is yeah. on, uh, September 15th. And then, uh, yes, then we have this new early antlerless portion now, which is, you know, that is quite a big, uh, big development because, uh, you know, that's in early October. And historically, we've never had really uh, long backs, I can remember, at least any, you know, firearms hunting that early. Um, the earliest we've had would be the first portion of the youth season. So, this is pretty big deal. October sixth through eighth, in um, you know, in a hundred counties, we have that early antlerless portion now. No, no change this year in terms of um, additional antlered deer that you can take. It's it it's or, or the number of antlerless deer. As many permits as you want to buy. Uh, well, we have we generally no. The antlered deer has stayed the same. Okay. The we have uh, added the additional antlerless uh, permits. Okay. So for right. certain, for about 85 counties, we've increased that from two to four. So there's been some increase there, yes, Good. for the yeah. list. Well, and again, that's because of the population, you know, control thing. And if people are confused at all about any of this, where's the best place for them to go? The, the, your website? Yes, I would say mdc.mo.gov. We've got like a hunting tab at the top, and you can search hunting by season, by by species or however you easy, it's easier for you to, you know, get the information and you can get our, the other thing is you can get our fall 2023, 24 fall deer and Turkey hunting pamphlet. And that's available online as a PDF. You can download. Um, also you can go to any permit retailer. We you buy your permits. You can go into any uh, MDC office and get them. Oh, nice. And there's also, we have a Mo hunting app now. So you know, those of us who are in the 21st century, you can, <laughs> can download an app. It's free for Android and, uh, iPhones. 
And you can do a lot of things through that app. You can get a lot of information. You can buy your permits through the app. When you get to here, you can notch your tags through the app. You can do a lot of things. And you can have that app on you in place of a paper permit. So if you get contacted by an agent, you can show them that app. Kind of like your driver's license you can do now. So um, that's just another way to try to make things easier for folks. And and, uh, you can still do the paper one if you want. You can still do the old-fashioned paper thing and, and you know, zip-tie it to your deer if you want. But you can also have the uh, app on your phone now, too. That's pretty slick. Uh, love all the work you guys do, and you are definitely not rested on your laurels as uh, we're getting through this change and uh, the app and all that cool stuff. Uh, so do you have hunting IT people? Are they cool like that, or did you have to hire some 14-year-olds to come in and create that app? <laughs> that's a good point i'm not sure i, I wouldn't be surprised there aren't working for us that i don't know about in a secret room <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh, of yeah, course yeah. dan, dan <laughs> no i know what you're saying though exactly yeah so some days it feels like it takes a 14 year old to, <laughs> to figure some of these things out dan we appreciate your time thank you all right, I appreciate being on, guys. You guys take care and stay safe out there. We we will do it. Dan Zarlinga there from the Missouri Department of Conservation and uh, just thought people needed to be well aware that there are some additional opportunities to hunt and some other things you needed to know about, uh, Bo, uh, before we head into this uh, hunting season. I'm going to the Bo Matthews estate. I understand it's quite yeah. private down there, and I can sit on the uh, roof. Uh, 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 no, 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 no. Oh. I'm married to a vegetarian. Oh, well, I don't have to it's leave hard, the meat it, for you. I'll take it with me. Oh, no, I would eat it. But, uh, you know, I'm respecting my wife. Um, no, but it wasn't that beautiful. I sent you that picture in that video. Oh, yeah. Yes, you did. Wow. Uh, that was beautiful. Uh, yeah. It was a nice big buck. So uh, you, you you probably shouldn't have been taunting me like that. <laughs> well, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, right. But, yeah, we, we, uh, we feed it. We pet it. We've named it. So we're good. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. Hope you have a great weekend. Uh, We'll see you next week. Share the show. See you, boys. talk.com baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app We'll be